Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Elso. And your girl Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to the It's So Real podcast. We're here with another episode. Another one. It feels so good. (laughs) Woo, we've been getting real spicy lately. We have. I mean. And today's no exception. You know, (laughs) chef's in the kitchen. You know. So if you are one of those people who can't handle difficult conversations or topics, this might not be the episode for you. You know, I would like to remind you of the It's a Real Podcast bio. Let them have it, please. We are the podcast that challenges the norms, Mm -hmm. deconstructs our reality, and questions your thinking. That's what we're here for, y'all. We about that growth mindset. You know. Because <laughs> you know? I'm in a new class and that's what I tell you today's topic is. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hit on with it. Let's get started. We, right. we got all this energy. All right. We are ready. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> and we're a little high. Eight. And it's a beautiful day outside. Like, just feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today's episode is Myths of Marriage. Mm. Now, I was inspired for this episode because uh, as we entered into our committed life partnership, I wanted to, you know, build community within other life partners, other married couples, and see their mentalities, how it was different from uh, uh, people who were single, and just like, yeah, see those different experiences. However. (laughs) (laughs) However. Uh... What had happened was was, (laughs) it was not the growth community with the growth mindset. Hey, you know, yeah, that I was hoping for. And it was showing a lot of the toxicity within monogamy, a lot of the unhealthy attachments within or expectations within marriage. And it, it was just we needed to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so here we are. You know how we do. Yeah. Getting into it. Exactly. All right, so uh, let's get into it with our two sides of the s- a same coin. First segment. You know what I mean? This is a segment where we have a coin. It's a quarter, y'all. We flip it. Whoever calls the correct, uh, I guess, side. side of the coin. <laughs> two sides. <laughs> two sides. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It happens. <laughs> um, they get to go first on the question, and yep. then the other person follows. Also, whoever wins this round, this segment, like if you call it the most uh, correct sides, mm-hmm. you get to go first when it comes to our either or segment, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, you want to call first? Yes. Okay. Tails. She's calling tails. I'm flipping that thing. Oh, sorry, baby. I get to go first. Ooh, I'm gonna pass it to her. You are? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Baby. We also get to do that. Because, you know, it's our podcast. You know? We, we are literally work. making up these rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the first myth of marriage. Okay. <laughs> I 
kind of want to hear you first. Oh, uh, what? It's okay. You can go. Thank you for passing it. Okay. Give, okay. Give me the first question. All right. So the first myth of marriage. <laughs> Commitment begins with the vows. Mm. Okay. Commitment begins with the vows. The problem with this and why it's such a myth is because it puts kind of like a cap on where the relationship is. And it's almost as if like once you're in it, then everything is cool. Then I can fully commit. I can fully invest in you and all those other things. So there's kind of like this we talked about before scarcity mentality of Mm -hmm. like even your energy and what you're putting into it so you won't give your all into a relationship or you won't be fully honest i've heard this before yes i've heard this before (laughs) where it's like he's got to earn my full honesty so unless i got a ring unless we married then i can expose all the things that i mean people would cheat up until the wedding day up until until that because you know (laughs) the commitment part ain't really about nothing until it's official official with the marriage and what it's like, what is on? going on with that? <laughs> I don't get it. That is wild. So like, that's why. What do like, you, how, how could you think? How could you assume that that would be a healthy marriage? Like, <laughs> like I don't. What is in your head? Please tell us. Send us messages. Let me know. Because I, I do not know what is in your head. <laughs> but yeah. Um. I think that that's, it's just a warped way of thinking. It's like, I believe commitment starts with a um, dual perspective and respect for one another. Yeah. And, and understanding that you want to be together within these agreed upon boundaries. Mm-hmm. So whatever that might be, because again, you can be committed without it being monogamous as we yes. demonstrate. Thank you. <laughs> but, commitment, faithfulness, and loyalness. Right. Is that a word? Loyalty. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't sound right. Cool. You had my back before. I got your back now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all exists within ethical non-monogamy. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Babe. So right. Yeah. Commitment looks like again that mutual respect, those agreed upon boundaries, and then that follow through, that integrity mm-hmm. to follow through with that. Mm-hmm. That's what commitment actually is. It has nothing to do with the fact uh, your vows, well, your vows, or anything mm-hmm. else like that, because that type of mentality leads you to be out of practice. With actual commitments. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you gonna remember your vows every single day? You got them printed up somewhere? (laughs) If you've been practicing being non-committed or not practicing what an actual commitment is, Mm -hmm. you're gonna be kind of out of practice when it comes to committing to somebody for real. Because you're already used to bending the rules or telling half-truths here or doing whatever it is. And then you're gonna automatically be like, cool, I'm gonna live this life straight the way that I need to because I've what practiced it because I know exactly what I want this is time. I don't think that's true. It can happen obviously, but I think those people who are at least knowing what commitment is, even if you're rejecting it, rejection is a choice knowing that you don't want to agree to certain boundaries, but that at least knows that you have those boundaries within mind versus you just being loosey goosey and being like, Cute, cute with like what terms are and what boundaries are within your relationship up until it's official. That leads you to make that a practice and that will become a habit of yours. And that's why you see, I think, a lot of marriages where those secrets, they don't stop once you get married. It's like it's hard as hell to break them. You ain't been practicing all this time. Yeah, this whole time you've been like kind of doing all that other shit. 
Again, there are exceptions. There are some people who are like, all right, you know what? I'm done with whatever it was. But for most people, what you do constantly is something that's very hard to break. It's a habit. It's hard to break habits. It's hard to build new habits. Yes. That's the rules of, of, of our humanity, how we're functioning like as human beings. This is how we are. Mm-hmm. We're creatures of habit. Sorry. Maybe we should try to use that information to tweak things within our direction that we actually want versus just being like, fuck it. <laughs> and ignoring the fact that we are this way. You done? I'm done, baby. Go off. You, you, you did it. You did well. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Go ahead. This is going to be a whole clip. All Go right. Ahead. So I, I, got, <laughs> I got multiple things to say. You and, should be those who I And do. there's not even a particular order. It's just things that I got to say in response to this, okay? Ooh, All right. First myth. So, again, commitment begins with the vows. So that's just a negative, okay? So I want to address... <laughs> That just, <laughs> just no. <laughs> so I want to address that committed relationships don't have to be long term. Um, committed relationships are not the same as committed life partnerships. Like you mm. can be, mm-hmm. and I think going to the actual definition of commitment, it's dedication. Like you're intentionally yeah. putting time, energy, and effort into whatever that thing is. Like you can com- be committed to a job, committed mm-hmm. to being a parent, you know, like yeah. the commitment shows up in different ways. Even commitment to ideas and stuff like that. Exactly. Ideologies. You know, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, so I I think yeah, if you're if you're in a committed relationship, that's mm-hmm. one step prior to a committed life partnership. And it's like, again, if you're not even stepping doing that. Stone. Stepping stone, <laughs> right. You're creating the environment that you want in, in the relationship you want. If you're mm-hmm. not, if you're setting somebody up and being all, acting like you're doing that, that's, you're on uneven ground already. Go like, ahead, baby. I just, just go. I, just, I, 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 so then there's the uh, so there's the concept of what my colleague from Practicum had said, yeah. and we may have said this in the last uh, show, New Year Pick Me, maybe. It could have been Attraction 101. I don't know. Check out both of those episodes, by the right. way. Right. <laughs> down below. Feel you me? know? Yes. <laughs> check, that, check that box below. Uh, but yeah, it's the concept of people thinking that marriage is the finish line yes. when it's only just the beginning. Yes. Like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just beginning your growth work as an individual and as a partner. Yeah. Like, so the fact that people are waiting until their vows. Now, mind you, I also want to break down vows. Like, you could be using the traditional vows that the court or your pastor or whoever, uh, you know, provides, mm-hmm. or you could write your own vows. But then it's like everybody's under the assumption that everybody had the same vows. And it's like, Ours are drastically different than other people's because I made sure it was true to us and true to our life partnership. So, like, to wait until your wedding day, wait until you say those vows to commit and then expect that commitment to be practiced throughout the duration of your marriage when you don't revisit those vows very frequently. Now, if you do, shout out to you. Like, if you have them, you know, like, laminated, <laughs> you know, like, shout out to you That's to really have that good. reminder, you know, of what what your commitment is to each other. But I think um, just, yeah, with those vows, it's like 
sometimes you need a little bit more of a breakdown of so like for better or for worse that means a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> you know in sickness and health that means a lot you know like sometimes you get got to get to the nuances of what that vow means you know even even like if you take those vows like i don't even know like i don't think those are in ours like the traditional ones yeah um just cuz i didn't want them so but anyways um so yeah it's just the beginning of growth work and but you had to be growing already <laughs> to get there right you know so commitment is not like the finish line like you, you you don't get to that point like all right now i'm committed it's like that's like going again to the the same analogy you were at track meet you never trained a day in your life but you try and get to the finish line to get the trophy when you start you're gonna lose <laughs> Whew. And be out of breath. <laughs> out of breath. You'll cross the finish line, Eventually. but you'll be in last place. Yeah. So the quality of that race that you just had was terrible. You could finish last versus the person who was training all this time and was committed to their regiment. That so habit. That they, so that, that they habit, get though. Across the finish line in a good place. You know. First place. You know. Instead of last place. Yes. Makes sense? Makes sense to me. Okay, the last thing that I want to talk about because I think a lot more of my points go to our second myth of marriage. Yeah, yeah, so this episode fire. You know, you know what? Two, two. You know, two more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) All right. So my last point. Oh no! Don't let me forget it. Is that? (laughs) You got it. Because it relates to the second question. Yeah, I find it fascinating that. Some people don't discuss marriage mm. until the proposal. And that's why people be surprised when people say no. And I'm like, that should have been a mutual agreement right. before that day. Prior to, homie. Like, why are you just now <laughs> having this conversation? Embarrassed of, for no reason. Like, I want to marry you. This is what I want. I hope for our marriage. This is how I want to grow in our marriage. Like, why are you waiting until... I mean, he, you know, stereotypically in heteronormative culture, ass. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, why is that commitment just being made then? He finally asked, and now you're saying yes, and now you're both committed? What? <laughs> I worry about the relationships within black America. Yes, yeah, I think it's just like that idea of wanting to be spontaneous, but it's like there's certain things that you can plan. And, yo, and then- yo, life? <laughs> like you have to know how to you you have to know how to balance that that spontaneity exactly you can't just do that on things that are that important you need to plan those things out you can't just be on like some willy nilly shit however I see very frequently in the groups that I'm in that people uh, were proposed to or did a proposal mm-hmm. uh, within months of knowing each other and I'm like. And they're still together, and I'm like, I mean, it can happen. I would not do that. I mean, I, I guess it, it would depend you on the age as well. Yeah, like if you're older, you know yourself, and you you know it. Like, okay, I would not recommend that for anybody young. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that for most people. Yeah, because most people don't know themselves exactly. Two individuals that know themselves that well, I can understand it, but that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and you being in delusion that that you are one of those people is not a good thing. You, know? you have to be self aware enough to even know. Like I think and if you talk you to them, 
if they're gonna make it work, they would know that there's a high option that it wouldn't work just because of their awareness. Mm-hmm. So that awareness is what would make them vigilant of those things that would prevent them from working stuff out. Mm-hmm. If you're just willy nilly like, oh no, it'll definitely work out. We're in love. That's when I would know that you it would not work out because you hadn't thought everything through. Back to our point about planning out these things strategically when it comes to your life partnership and commitments Mm -hmm. because that isn't just about like just the commitment in itself it's it's the back to the analogy it shows that you're committed to getting the actual results being the best that you can be having the best time when you cross that finish line Mm -hmm. not just finishing crossing crossing the finish line crossing the finish line isn't good enough you want to be in last place have a bad marriage have bad relationships have bad connections. Like, that's your bad life. Bad sex. All that's that. your life. That's last place. <laughs> like, that's your life. <laughs> so, please have those conversations prior to the proposal. Please. <laughs> like, People. commit to each other prior to the proposal. Like, come on. Like, ha- like yeah. Y'all need to have that, that discussion and be intentional about it. You know, and definitely check out our previous episode. We took a break to fall in love where we discuss our journey into our committed life partnership Mm -hmm. and where that commitment looked like as far as like why we chose each other as life partners Um, and that planning of like, okay, well, this is aligning. This is aligning. We can see a future together. Yeah. So. Whew. All right. Next one. Goodness. Cause we we might have to do uh, two parts to this one because we'll the see. camera camera uh, you know battery might get low. <laughs> we'll see. All right, I flipped it. Mm. I'm gonna go with tails. Ooh, I get to go again. Let's go, Walden. All right, two. Two for two. All right, so the next myth of marriage. What's up? Although I thought of one as we were talking that we didn't include. I just want to note it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about it. Okay. But you need more than love to make a marriage oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> successful or last. Love will, yeah. make, love will carry you through. Or love nah, will, love no. won't always be there. <laughs> like you need more. <laughs> well, if you love somebody, you don't like them. What you gonna do then? There are days, you know. Again, life <laughs> is a long do? time. <laughs> what you gonna do then? I'm huh? just saying. Is love gonna make you through? Because you can love somebody and not like them. Uh, Listen. <laughs> what's right. gonna happen? All right. So the myth that we were actually gonna talk about, <laughs> I just I thought of it and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I can go off on that one too. You know, <laughs> but the myth we gonna talk about: <laughs> marriage is superior to long-term relationships. Oh man. So, oh man, this is definitely a myth. And why this is a myth is kind of like what we were talking about earlier. This analogy is going to be used throughout this whole thing. I mean, I I'm like gonna keep it. this one in my back pocket. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, if you're in a relationship and your goal, the finish line is, is just marriage. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you're finishing in a good position, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you're in a long-term relationship and you're committed to each other, that could be a high-quality relationship. But just because it doesn't have a ring attached to it doesn't mean that... Or that paperwork. Or that paperwork, you know, to make it official. Doesn't mean that they aren't the ones putting in the work to make sure that they finish in a better position, in a great position. Hitting my mic again. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all, I ain't gonna explain it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just telling people my point. 
So the point being is like the quality of your relationship is not determined on whether or not there's a piece of paper attached to it. The quality of your relationship is based on, from again, my perspective, <laughs> the values, your connection. How able, how are, you, how is the respect between the two of you? How are you able to communicate your needs, and um, how do you argue? How are you able to repair those arguments? Um, what are your future goals together? What are your financial goals together? Uh, how do you feed each other spiritually? How do you mm-hmm. feed each other emotionally? Et cetera, et cetera. Like, I go through a whole bunch of things. But my point is those are the values that encapsulate, to me, a healthy relationship, a healthy connection. And that puts it on a pedestal. Not the fact that we decided to, to get a piece of paper or I got a fancy-ass expensive ass ring oh, that we I threw got a with. huge party none of that means anything because again detach all of those elements from marriage can you have a party with all your friends yes, yes you can can you buy your girlfriend an expensive gift yes you can yes you can <laughs> expensive ring yes you can right can you show can you uh have a uh ceremony celebrating your relationship yes you can Can you sign a contract to, talking about financial agreements? damn sure check out power of attorney <laughs> like there are ways around this shit <laughs> so that's what i'm saying all the things pretty much when it comes to like the things that are at least put on on uh marketed i'll mm-hmm. say marketed the benefits of, of marriage when it comes to like the oh it was, it was hella it. propaganda you know hella all, all that pageantry about it, like the you know, all the things that a lot of women fantasize it about. Was the fifties and white wedding. women, <laughs> <laughs> weddings and all that other stuff. It's like those things can be replaced or or are are interchangeable between parties, like we were saying, expensive gifts and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that anything when it comes to the, the relationship. The relationship. Yeah. So it's like, why is it on a pedestal? It's just because of its, uh, its marketing, because of what it's been seen to have. Now, tax benefits are another thing. That's real. You know what I mean? That is real. But, like, all those other one benefits. One of the benefits. <laughs> yeah, those little one of the benefits. But it's like, that doesn't mean that the quality of that relationship is better. You know? Mm-hmm. That's like, again, if you finished the race last place, but you had on the, the flies gear. Like, you had to own the shoes that could have made you run faster, but you ain't trained. <laughs> Nor break them bitches in. <laughs> Nor break them in. You know what I'm saying? Your cleats all fucked up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? But it's like, you still finish last, but you look good while doing it. Does that really mean that the quality of that race was good? Did you do well in that race? No. So, that's just all I'll say about that. Like, that doesn't determine the quality of your relationship, whether or not you're married or not. It never has. And I don't think it ever will. Again, these Facebook groups, y'all. <laughs> I want to hear about them. Because, again, I'm off of social media. Y'all know how I do. It's like, and I'll be asking not. myself, why the fuck am I still in here for content? <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to you. Because, goodness, I be seeing so much shit. Um, Thank you for being the warrior. You know. Going into the trenches. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. So, there's, okay, mind you. <laughs> marriage was created by humans because there's a whole lot of Christians in one particular black marriage group and they mm. all about the biblical marriage and I'm like ain't mm. everybody about that biblical marriage and god damn there's a lot of you Christians like but by it, the book by the book by the book by the book they be quoting scripture and related to marriage and all of it like first off 
Gotta be careful just, with it. Just open your mind to something outside of that because Yeah, you gotta be careful with that, yeah. Fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Yep, That's all I go. got to say. Yes, just, there we go. I'm taking a new class, personal growth and development. I'm excited as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning and it's class two. <laughs> but all right. Um so yes, there is definitely a call out for when people are in the group and they're not married. Yeah. Like people will fucking you know? yeah, mm-hmm. denounce their shit like so like oh and and again, it's this superiority complex. Ah, okay. I see what you're going. Yeah. So now, mind you, marriage was created by humans for the purpose of power and control. Like yeah. it was actually about property. property yeah. <laughs> like it was actually about that's... like joining families and countries. Okay. Yeah. That was the purpose of marriage. That was like the way to exchange. It was exactly. Like, that, that was like if there's a tunnel. That would connect one area from another area, mm-hmm. point A to point B. It was that marriage. Was the marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so like the fact that it is superior or is viewed in the superiority com- superiority complex lens, I'm like, well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like that shit was doing something. You know, it was a business transaction. Money. You know, so yeah. Oop, hit my mic. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so, so there was that. Um, now again, because society is set up in a way that it prioritizes romantic relationships and of that marriage Mm -hmm. one, because of the wedding industry. Okay. They make bank off of weddings. So that's not even the marriage y'all. That's the wedding. But anyways, um, so, so yeah, society has built up a system that it actually doesn't need to do to benefit married couples. Couples who are not married do not receive the same benefits, okay? Um, now, because of that, there is an air of superiority. I get more being married. You don't know what it's like being able to, to share the financial stuff, even though you still can. Um, financial power of attorney. Uh, being the medical person, the emergency contact, even Mm -hmm. though you can with medical power of attorney. Um, listen, I'm polyamorous. I've looked into this. (laughs) Like, uh, again, uh, multiple marriage is not legal in the United States, even though I believe in Massachusetts, they just legalize multiple domestic partnerships. So we on our way, y'all. But... (laughs) Um, so yeah, so there's an air superiority because of the benefits. Now there is uh, a whole, uh, I wouldn't say movement, um, eagerness to like dismantle the system of marriage and give those benefits to everybody. But you know, mm. we're not there yet. So yeah, that's going to be a hard, yeah, fight. that's a hard sale. So I'm a, I'm a advocate for the multiple marriages bit. You do you boo. <laughs> uh, I believe in you, but uh, I don't that's, think we're there yet. That's, yeah, people, that's, people sure, go ballistic. You know, <laughs> like that's that's a hard fight. <laughs> but anyways, um, so that's that's another reason for the the era su- superiority. But I also think there is a difference between someone who is single in mentality wise. There is a difference between someone who is single and someone who is in a committed long term relationship or committed life partnership or married. And it's just because you're with somebody else. Like, you have to consider somebody else. You have to grow in a way that you don't necessarily need to grow or have to grow when you're single. So, therefore, that leads to a different mentality. So, people talk about, like, 
not having single friends and only having married friends for that reason. And it's like, you have to have boundaries within yourself. Cause like I, most of my friends are single. So you have to have boundaries within yourself to be able to talk about what's going on, but then decipher it through their protection of you projection of their own stuff. And the fact that they just don't know like single Mm. people, unless they've been in a long-term commitment, don't but especially with committed life partnership they don't know what that commitment is Mm -hmm. like they they're not experiencing it so like sometimes i'll be like yeah that's commitment (laughs) like i don't just walk away you know like just Mm. because there's conflict like that's you are committed to work one of our commitments is working through our conflicts you know like Oh yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Like if you're somebody who's single and like you have that mentality, like you were saying, mm-hmm. you if somebody, <laughs> I mean, I, it's kind of the mentality I have with finding another partner. Why would I put up with somebody when I know what I'm worth and what I have? So that's the single mentality. If you're single, it's like why would if you're yeah. any signs of trouble, like mm-hmm. we dating, right? Mm-hmm. What what do you do? Red flag. Oh, I'm out. Because there's no need to commit. You're in single mindset. Mm-hmm. So that's how. That's why I wouldn't relate that way. But if you're having a conflict with somebody you're committed to and you have this much investment into, not saying that like you have to go back, back on past stuff because you're, you're always working on the present of your relationship. Yes. Um, but it's like you know your commitment and your plans and your growth work. You even know how this conflict fits in to your dynamic together then mm-hmm. that's something that you can work through mm-hmm. versus somebody who's single is like, oh, you just annoy me today? <laughs> that's a rat, dog. Again, going back to the, <laughs> you don't always like them. <laughs> like I, some, like, okay, and you do have to take um, elders uh, wisdom-ish. And I say ish just because just cause you older don't mean it's wisdom. <laughs> so, so be that you know so the sayings and the the teachings and the lessons that they pass down about marriage like my parents well no i'll talk about that later but um okay. but yeah like it's one of those lessons is like yeah you won't always like them like yeah. i've heard that one and i'm like i don't get it now i do <laughs> it's this is possible like <laughs> you don't like anybody 24 7 like you have your day you don't even like yourself 24 you know <laughs> Talk about it, okay? There'll be some days you'd be like, "Damn, I fucked up." Why I'm not cute today at all? I'm not feeling it. Some of those days you just have to accept those feelings and then figure out, do some internal work, and then it's the same thing. You have a relationship with yourself too, you know? Yes, self love. It's a thing. Look into it. So you can't beat yourself up, and neither it doesn't have to beat yourself up, and it doesn't have to beat your partner up either, physically or mentally and emotionally. Mm. So. So, yeah, so that's what I've seen in terms of that superiority complex. Yeah. And I'm like. That's bad, man. If we're dismantling, if we're dismantling the superiority complex of whites over blacks, and then for me, not a lot of people in there, because, mm-hmm. whoo, the gender roles, but uh, of men over women, then why can't we dismantle the superiority complex uh, of uh, married couples over single individuals? problem is like some people actually believe it and like they they like so they like the benefits that come with it Mm -hmm. and then because of those benefits they often feel as though they really are superior like they're um i think the only way to combat this is to again think about the quality Mm -hmm. of marriages and relationships yeah 
tying those two together versus the law. Well, we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to that. I don't want to spoil another. <laughs> versus just marriages in itself mm-hmm. again that finish line concept, mm-hmm. um, being the end all be all. You know. So looking at quality, quality, mm-hmm. very important. For sure, for sure. All right. So the next. All right. You get to call this one. Heads. Heads. I feel like I'm going to get it again. Dang, three for three. Woo! So Oso gets to answer first. And then either or both and segments. Yes. (laughs) Lucky him. Lucky me. Like you won last episode too. Hey, you know, luck of the draw, baby. The people, Uh, the universe wants to hear from you first. Oh my goodness. And I don't, I don't, I I don't know how to flip. So that's why I don't flip. (laughs) That's true. Like, yeah. It'd be off into the camera somewhere. Right. Break the expensive camera we got. Just flip it into that. Like, oh, oh no. no. Whoops. My bad. 25 cents costs us a thousand. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> all right. All right. So the next myth of marriage is, is, a, is formed in a question. Okay. But the concept will be interesting. <laughs> What does the ring really mean? Mm, okay. What does the ring really mean? All right, so I will answer this personally. Mm-hmm. Then I'll ask, okay, I'm going to answer this, I think, in three parts. So, okay, break it down for us, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, So I'm going to start with my personal opinion. Okay. Um, like, so how, what it means to me, the ring. Yes, that. Okay. Then I'm gonna go. Question: Are we talking about the engagement ring or oh, yeah, wedding bands? Oh yeah, all that. Okay. All that. Okay. Yeah, break it down. I thought as soon as you said it, a whole bunch of things came to my mind. I was like, I need to organize these thoughts. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, first I'm gonna answer it personally because that'll be okay. probably the easiest one. Then going into it, uh, how it is presently in society, and then how I would want it to be, uh, you know, just in, in the future, like what, got what you, got how you. we could look at. It. Okay. All right, so firstly, for me, the ring don't mean shit. <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> the ring does the ring doesn't really mean anything to me because on a personal level, I've never been one for like material. gifts and material yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean much to me. Um, if y'all have noticed, like in watching videos, like what I wear mostly are just like healing crystals mm-hmm. and like hair ties and bracelets that. And I mean, for real, like, I don't even have it anymore. Like, the one bracelet I used to wear. It was the RBG. Right, the uh, Red, Black, Green. Mm -hmm. um, Or something with Guyana on it or something else like that. That's pretty much all I wear. I don't like rocking a lot of jewelry. That's just not my style. Um, I have earrings. That's pretty much the only other thing Mm -hmm. that you can really see me wearing. Um, I even think that. I I listed all that. I'm like, man, that's a lot. (laughs) Um, So, for me, it just doesn't mean that much. That's on a personal level. Um, and it doesn't mean anything towards my commitment, going because uh, we talked about that before, and mm-hmm. I'll give my opinion. My commitment to my relationships depend on all those other factors that align with my values. So materialism not being one of them don't mean much. Um, all right, so that's that. That's easy. Okay. Now, what does it mean in the broader societal landscape? It means a hell of a lot. A hell, a of, hell a lot. of a lot. You, and that's what you a, talking about? That's you can't a, come out here with no ring. And that's another big industry. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. The beers. Because <laughs> cause diamonds are a girl's best friend. And they have propagated the fuck 
out of that. That shit. To say that it's all rare and shit, and I'll that's be- why it's so expensive. That's a whole different episode, diamond, y'all. Diamond <laughs> a dozen. It's a thousand, millions, quadrillions of diamonds. Diamonds are not rare at all. <laughs> okay, there's all you need some with... sand and some pressure. <laughs> there's certain other gems that actually are rare, but again, you can't really market them that well mm-hmm. because you would run out of that supply. Get it? If diamonds were so rare, you'd think we'd be out of them by now. <laughs> Questions that need answers. <laughs> anyway, do you see gold everywhere? Yes. Do you see fake gold everywhere? Definitely. <laughs> I was like, yes, too. <laughs> it's all about control of supply demand. Anyway. And that's the thing. Cubic zirconium is, that works for me. <laughs> like, y'all are doing too much. I'm not taking that little glass thing and looking at why the damn you, specs and shit. Why do you need shit. to do all that? long as it sparkle on the light, I'm good. <laughs> If it sparkle, if some of them sparkle more than like the right. diamonds do. Like, I'm not one who needs an expensive ass ring. <laughs> I'm like, for what? You're paying more for a damn piece of jewelry that I may lose? Yo, it's all <laughs> about that shine. For real, there's so many other materials like, that will glisten, dog. Not even I bullshit. don't. I don't get it. Anyways, I'm not into the whole jewelry thing, but I know for a fact that, yes, there are other materials that will clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Your eyes will be hurting. <laughs> But yeah, I think in a, in a large societal like lens, it's very important. Um, it's a status a status symbol. For it sure. is a symbol of the couple's affluence. You know, mm-hmm. so sure. the bigger the ring, like the Kim and Kanye shit, the, the ring that he got, uh, Kim was ridiculous. It was some crazy number. I don't even know. I don't want to like. Like, does she wear it every day? Want to be heavy? They about to get the divorce. I was oh, just saying, shit, like, that's, really? that was the point I was trying to oh, get to. Like, they're not, the quality of their marriage, and I can't even speak on it, because I don't even know their trans, it might have been a transactional agreement. It might have been it like, yo, It might have been want- that Trump shit. <laughs> not been that too. <laughs> look, I don't know. I'm not in a Like, listen, I have black children now. I look at the world differently. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't have helped. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know their personal business. I'm not inside. He's their also marriage. not medicated and a yeah, whole bunch they've, of things. They've been going through so some many stuff. factors. Yeah. But for the purpose of this example, I'm just talking about the ring. Gotcha. That was the saddest symbol. For and you sure. know Kanye is a person, that's why he's an example. Huh. He wants to be known as even marrying Kim to him was a, a symbol of like the trophy wife, the the wife you've always wanted, the baddest girl, mm-hmm. the one that everybody wants, but not everybody can get, even though a lot of people kind of did. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> semantics. Uh, it's cool. Either way, Kim, live your best life. <laughs> Do you, girl? Do you. you? Hope you're doing well. Same for Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's a status symbol. It's all of that. It means a lot in that realm, and also some for some people mm-hmm. is a sign of that commitment that we were talking about earlier. Like if the ring ain't big enough. That means his commitment to you is kind of shaky. Because if not, he yeah. would have invested more into the that, way that you look and how st- you present yourself on this on this um, landscape of Steady that. questions of, would you accept a proposal from a man who gave you a $25 ring? Would y'all? That's comment what you below. care about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, comment below. Please let us know. Comment below, let us know. But that's 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 it for that part. And the last one is what I would want is a balance between that. People being honest about the fact that they want to look good mm-hmm. and flashy, but also understanding that 
that shouldn't be what's holding up you committing to somebody who you actually do want to spend your life with. And there's such thing as upgrading your ring yeah. <laughs> on anniversaries. You like know, five years. You year, gotta keep it forever. If you did really well the next year, two year, who are, you like, know, what, whatever it might be. Like, Are you not willing to grow together? Because that's a red flag right. for me. Because if you're not willing to grow together, like the ring can be actual, I think it's actually a beautiful thing. Like the ring can be, mm. the upgraded ring can represent the growth of your marriage. Like the more shined and polished y'all get, the more shined and polished and brighter the ring gets. You know what I mean? Buh, buh. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, oh, look, it's getting bigger. Fifth anniversary. You damn right, because we've been together. We've been riding for five years. It's good. So, like, you that's saying a, you gonna upgrade my ring? I ain't say none of that. I mean, <laughs> an example. What you talking about? Look, look at that. Look at that. Societal pressure, y'all. Look at that. We have just witnessed it coming. Look, we are witnessing the African American female in her natural environment. Oh my gosh. She wants a ring. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, can I go now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start backwards. So I'm going to start with where I think the future is heading and where I would like it to oh, be. Oh, so and then go okay. to what it's presently and, and then, then what European. I Yeah, what I want. All right, cool. Okay, so remember I am polyamorous. Okay. That's very important. <laughs> you know, remember, I want another life partner. So, kind of dipping into the second, if the ring means a societal symbol of I'm married, how does that look when it's multiple people? And then, because I'm also like, I'm just, I'm queer too. Like, it's just non-traditional up in this bitch. A lot of people within those cultures and communities are questioning rings at all. Mm. A lot of people are doing tattoo rings or some other mm-hmm. form of jewelry, especially if you do have multiple partners who you have committed to life partnership with. It's like, well, how else can I represent this? Mm. And it doesn't need to be a message to, to society. It just needs to be something for us. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to look at that. And again, again, dipping into the second, like, Ring is a symbol of, of your commitment. And it's like, but you don't need it. Like, if you need that ring as a reminder to be committed, I'm questioning the quality of your relationship. There we go. Like, Finishing in the last place. Again, like. I made it. I was finished. So, like, you need that, that <laughs> as a reminder? You can't just remember to be committed? <laughs> like. You're finished, though. You got the marriage. You got the ring. Ta-da. You know, so and it, and it, so in these communities, it's something to not something to agonize over or mm. like struggle with payments That's or so anything. True. I didn't even touch on that. The yeah. stress that comes, the pressure, with it. yeah. Um, especially <sighs> in heteronormative dynamics, where it's like if it's not shiny enough, she may say no. Again, talking about it prior, what the hell? But anyway, facts. That's such a you good know? point. So I didn't. I even. Yep. That's yeah. So, so true. I I enjoy like picking symbols to represent your relationship like mm. um we weed and light bulb is for us and we want to get matching tattoos you know like because it's that's that was a big sign of our partnership and our growth together yeah. um in our in our connection our mental connection so so yeah like people are figuring out different ways to pick symbols that represent them right They're and unique it, to their relationship exactly their and it doesn't have to be a ring now is is if Will rings continue to mean like I'm married? Probably. Like, I don't think that I don't see that unless it's enough of the people just 
not doing it. I don't know. Like it's probably gonna be around for a long time. At least still we we did yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason they said the ring on the left finger was something about a vein to the heart or something back in the day. Who yeah. bought that property? I well love is mine. love is recent. Love is love is a recent <laughs> concept within marriage. Like in the nineteen hundreds. Like I don't think it existed prior to that. No. Yeah. But um, look it up, because I'm sure it's out there. YouTube University probably has the answer. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure it's within the polyamory and ethical non-monogamy playlist on our It's So Real YouTube channel. Check it out and subscribe. Right, we need, what, 17 more subscribers to hit 100. Yes. Help us out. Please, yes. Please hit 100. Her By birthday's my birthday, February no. 8th. Come on now. Please. Get that. Let's get that 100. Get that 100. Keep it 100 with us. Yes. Excited. Um, so yeah, I believe there's some, uh, like, you know, those, uh, cartoon animations that have narration over it. I love oh, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I believe there's a couple of them that's talking about the history of marriage. Mm. Um, so yeah, they talk oh, about, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. They yeah. talk about when love comes into, into marriage. Into like marriage. when that concept of love yeah. combined with marriage right? actually merged. <laughs> you know? When the, the two got married. Because again, it didn't exist before. <laughs> Just saying, arranged marriage was a thing outside of Asian cultures. Like All the fuck. All the time. Yeah. Transactional. Exactly. Anyways, um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. You want it to be way more nuanced. People yes. making it their own. Yes. Versus it just sticking to. What and there's not so much pressure. Cost doesn't really matter. Like again, that's not a sign of commitment. Cool. Right. Cool. All right. How is it? Right now, presently. So again, what I in see in 2021, what I see in these Facebook groups, <laughs> it'd be bad, y'all. Yeah, thank God I ain't in there. Ugh. Rings are signs of fidelity. If you know, I don't wonder that. Wonder. <laughs> Wait, what? Sing. Uh, sorry, sing. Rings <laughs> are signs of fidelity. How? Because if you're wearing your ring, you are faithful. Oh, okay. If you are not wearing okay. your ring, you are I, cheating. I get it to some extent. Like no, on a like <laughs> on a, you went outside and got caught without your ring. I get that, but like altogether, that's stupid. The reason why I think this needs to be challenged is because you either trust your partner or you don't. Mm. Your partner is either committed to you. In whatever boundaries are within your relationship that include not cheating or not. That ring don't have nothing to do with it. That goes back to the quality again. <laughs> so, so to to go back to the analogy of this episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be like, yeah, having those fancy ass shoes. That actually does benefit your running. Like you could be a beast with those. But then you didn't put in any work into your marriage or to training for that race. You crossed the finish line last again. But you had the fancy shoes on that would have helped. Versus the other person who had the raggedy ring, but was practicing all day, still got second maybe. Maybe even first. That commitment won't mean a damn thing. The ring can look nice as fuck. Yeah. I'm like... So, oh. so a lot of people were responding to those kind of posts with like, no, we forget our rings all the time. We've lost our rings. That's what uh, I'm there's no point in getting a new ring. We keep losing them. Like, uh, we- it doesn't work for my job. Like people are like the rings don't mean that much. y'all. <laughs> See, and that's the, that's, I needed to hear that because like when I, when I thought of that, mm-hmm. don't, that's why I gave that example. Like the first thing I thought was like an old stereotypical, like scene in a black movie where 
he takes off the ring to talk to some girl at the bar, and then so his girl or his wife rather comes up and is like, uh, "What are you doing?" Oh, 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 mm-hmm. that. Like I thought of some shit like that. Yeah. Versus it being, yo. That's why I did say it's ridiculous overall. But like I didn't even think about some of those scenarios where it's like, yo, my fingers get swollen. Yeah. I walk with my hands. Like my class rings uh, are starting to like not work. <laughs> so it's like that's legit. Mm-hmm. And some people like are probably like me who just like. I don't fuck with jewelry. Like mm-hmm. I will wear a ring. I kind of think I like that idea, but who knows? Maybe I won't like it the actual some feel used of to. it. Maybe and I'll like, be I like, I take it Ugh. off at the end of the day, and I'm like, because yeah, my finger's tight. <laughs> yeah, maybe I really won't fuck with it. Maybe I'll be like, yo, I'm besides. not really digging this shit no more. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I will. I will want to take it off when I'm going out because I don't want to give that impression off. Because, you know, I'm in a different type of relationship. And, and that's and that's a thing. And I was going to say as well, like, with us, it is a status of being married. Yeah. So, like, like you know, like, we use the term committed life partner, but that ring is a, is a symbol in our society presently, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's because yeah. we're still dating, especially because there is such thing as a hier- hierarchical polyamorous relationship. We do not practice that, but it does exist. There's a lot of controversy because it's deemed unethical because of the power dynamics. So a lot of people can read that, oh, we're married, and think we're coming with that superiority complex. Right. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, yeah, I think, like, okay, related to me. Um, The ring actually means a lot to me in the sense of milestones. <laughs> like, it does. Like, when we talk about, like, one, I don't need a fancy <clears throat> ring. Like, I... I chose my ring because if I'm wearing it, I want to like it. So I chose it. Okay. Makes sense. Um, like, I don't have to question. I'm not going to like it when he give it to me. Makes I picked sense. it out, <laughs> you know? So I chose something that meant something to me in our, in our partnership. Mm-hmm. So I chose rose quartz because that's the heart chakra. I chose um, the moon stone, which is beautiful. Cause it's like a rainbow reflected in white. It's gorgeous. And, uh, uh, and that's, I believe, um, the crown chakra, Mm. um, just because I have to remember to grow in this, um, in this partnership. And that's reminding me of that. And then the last one is, I think aquamarine, I think that's the name. Maybe it's turquoise. It's one of those blue green ones, mm-hmm. but, um, but that's for the throat chakra be to mm-hmm. remember to communicate and remember to respect your voice and, and to, mm. to communicate to my needs, you know, like that's, that was important to me. So that's what I picked out. So, so yes, the ring is important to me. And just like I get tattoos as reminders, that would be a reminder for me. Now, if my rings get too fat and stuff, like I just plan on putting on it on a necklace, like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind doing that. Cause you know? I love that. Yeah, like I'm <laughs> cool with that. Like it does not need to be a my uh, on my finger so but it's also like um it's another option I think just like in celebration wise as far as if you are considering a relation relationship escalator uh type relationship which you don't need to it does not have to look like we're going up check 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 but a lot of ours don't look like that right like we're going out of order in this thing like we lived together prior like we Whose order? The traditional order, but yes. There is no rules to this shit, y'all. No rules to this shit, okay? (laughs) Um, So, yes. So, 
we've gone out of order, uh, you know, quote unquote, a mm. lot. So, but the ring is something that like I like. Yes, I want. <laughs> I mm. want that. I want that milestone and that celebration of us in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, as a part of your proposal, which is something that you've dreamed up since you were little. You know, just like I want the wedding that I've dreamed up since I was little. And again, that's more of a celebration of us, just a reason to have a party for our love and our union, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, what it means to me. Yeah. Okay, okay. That was a great first segment. Yeah, so um, that's our first half, you know? y'all. Hope you enjoyed listening, Thank watching. Thank you so much. Uh, we gonna obviously hope that you subscribe if you have Please. not subscribed. It's very important for us to get this youtube channel popping like we've yes. been saying tell your friends to tell another friend to tell another friend to tell their cousin friend <laughs> <laughs> you know just put it out there um share our uh if you like it in our voice if you're hearing it right now you clearly have gotten to this point you must like what you're hearing you know? so please share it um it is officially black history month yes. share a black owned podcast yes. by two very special black voices who have a unique take on some of these sometimes controversial ta- uh, topics, you know? Yeah. I think uh, a lot of other black folk would love to hear this. This episode in particular, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, because marriage is a big deal within our community. Mm-hmm. So I just want to leave y'all with that before we go on to the next half. Uh, appreciate you listening. Peace. And love. For now, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Yes, yes, we're back. For my little break. Yes. Took a little lunch break, you know. Yeah, it was actually really nice. <laughs> Usually we power through these episodes yeah. uh, when we cut it at the half. Um, maybe like take a break. Go, go to the bathroom, yeah. Like, but um, yeah, it's time we took a legit break. Mm-hmm. Self care. You know. <laughs> and yeah, you had your own therapy session. Yes, so. I had a therapy session in between uh, mm-hmm. our podcast. Yes. I'm rejuvenated. Ready to get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a spicy one, so let's get back into it. You know what I mean? What our second segment of the show, either or. Both and. <laughs> All right. So remember, uh, you won the coin toss. Oh, I think they remember. I was killing you. Yes, he <laughs> was. Um, so you will answer first. Yes. And then I will answer. And then you will elaborate on your answer first. Correct. So let's get it. All right, so the first question is, a successful marriage is measured by duration or quality? Mm. I'm going to go with quality for 300. (laughs) Uh, I will also uh, select quality as well. For 300? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean... If y'all were listening to the first half of the podcast, you already know my thoughts when it comes to this quality mm-hmm. versus the you know duration piece. Um, but I'll elaborate a little bit more um, because we have to take up space for the podcast. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I have more to say on it. Um, I mean, we got it. four either or. So yeah, it's true. We got but, stuff to talk about. You know, this is going to be one of those episodes where we just go in and that's cool. You know? Um, but yeah, I believe that the duration of something is just a, again, another, like, status symbol. The symbol of, like, 30-year anniversary, 40-year anniversary. All those mm-hmm. things, that people are like, oh, my gosh, they've been together for so long. Oh, my gosh. 
not knowing that they might have been locked in a, an abusive relationship for 30 years. That doesn't sound so good now, does it? Or in a loveless marriage for 30 years. Or that, sexless. Or sex. No, God. That, see, that one affected me the most. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> but that's not unusual. That's not uncommon, actually. Mm-hmm. It's unspoken. You know. <laughs> but it's not uncommon. Uh, the advantage of being a therapist is, yeah, I get to hear all this stuff. I, so I can't tell you who is experiencing these things, but I can give you the research side because, you know, back in the day I did used to do research on this. Not anymore. I'm way more face-to-face. I like to actually, you know, yeah. interact with people. Um, but then also, again, going to the interaction part, on a personal level as a couples therapist, I know of these marriages where they're very much long-lasting but the quality within them is very poor, which is why they're coming to my office in the first place. You know, although going to couples therapy does not mean something's wrong. It could be preventative measure, right? Like a check-in health assessment. Had they how we come doing? in during year two or three, you know, <laughs> maybe there, they could have had 27 fruitful, enjoy, enjoy, uh, uh, filled with joy, marriages versus the toxic abusive one that they had going on for 30 so exactly therapy is a tool if used correctly it can better your relationships and your connection but still at the end all be all y'all meant to be together because sometimes it just point out what's going on and what's going on is y'all don't that happens so often like a lot of people think that my job is to to like fix or change their relationship we can go into it with that, but if I, as a, as a professional, am saying my assessment of your relationship is that you two are growing apart in these areas, I'm not going to say that you're growing apart and it's stamped. I'm, I'm pointing out the areas. I'm just here saying, look, y'all are not compatible in this area, and you're not willing to work on it, so... What we doing? <laughs> that's it. I'm not saying that you will never work it out i'm just pointing out the ways that in which you aren't working it out and if you're not willing to then i guess you answer the question and you're just kind of feeling some type of way about it (laughs) it happens but it happens and that goes to the quality piece Mm -hmm. of the of the whole question so that's why i say it's quality you know it's it's all about the quality if you have a quality relationship and your your spouse dies does that mean that the relationship was a throwaway no it means you had some of the happiest years, moments, seconds, whatever it might have been with that person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter about that. Yeah. So. For sure, for sure. Quality all day for me. <laughs> what about you, um, baby? What are your thoughts? So I would like to point out that women's rights are a new concept. <laughs> and they did not exist <laughs> in uh, previous decades where our grandparents were married. So therefore... Women being financially independent and stable enough to go out on their own and be divorced wasn't an option. The fact that it was a lot more religious oriented and divorce is frowned upon uh, within religion cultures. So especially back in the day, like how you're talking, exactly, yeah. Like Like, we're a lot more open minded now. Um, you know the Scarlet Letter, like it's almost like that, but like for you know. 
not infidelity, but like you for divorce, yeah, yeah, for divorce, and then have to necessarily Shit. be. What was I watching? It was some movie. It was a movie with uh, Julia Roberts, and she was teaching at a college, and it was like an art history class or something. And this oh, was God, this, one. this was like in the fifties or sixties, and these women were in college, but they were basically just a placeholder for finding their husbands. And here is Julie Roberts, Roberts, all free spirited, uh, teaching art and stuff. And she's like, you can do what you want. You don't need a man. And they're all like, no, I don't really care about this degree. (laughs) So. Oh, crap. You know what? I forgot to turn off the heater. I don't know if it's too loud or not. Oh, I think it's fine. That's really quiet. We've had it before. We've had it before? Okay, cool. If y'all hear something in the background, it's just the heater, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. But, yeah, so, so it was fascinating because uh, one of the girls who was like one of the outcasts, quote unquote, um, as being non-traditional, mm. she like called out like her parents were the first on her block to get divorced. And that's how big a deal it was. Whole block. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, holy hell. Like, I, I couldn't have done well back then. I would have been like, all oh, y'all could kiss my right? ass. Like the fuck? You ain't in my relationship. Shit. You want to be I, in the house with him? <laughs> I would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't done well. And the reason, well, and the reason, because she explained it, the reason why her parents got divorced is because her father was in the military. And mm. I forget what war it was, but when he came back, it was different. They grew apart. So there was like, there's no point in being together if we've grown apart. Yeah, that happens. You know, um, if you go through something, especially something traumatic as war, it it's a reset on what happens in your perspective. Like mm-hmm. you no longer look at things the same. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. with that change in perspective, if there's not some level of adaptability within your partnership, mm-hmm. most likely you are gonna drift apart. But the same thing can be said about college. You know. My ex is shit. If I would have just listened to that grad school from college to grad school, that big transition, yeah, yeah, no, didn't need to be in a relationship then. Um, so it, it happens in a lot of transitions, but a war, or I can see that happening. Yeah, that's sure. a huge one. You know. So yeah. So in talking about the concept of a successful measure, marriage is measured by duration or quality. Yeah, I chose quality because. My parents were married for 35 years. Mm. On the 36th year, they got a divorce. So that's a long time by a lot of people. That's a long time. Now, mind you, they were 18 when they had my sister. Mm. It was frowned upon to have children out of wedlock. So when my sister was five, they got married. Because of my sister. Not because they were compatible. That's mm. because they chose to spend their life together. Because they had a child. So, you know, 17 years later, <laughs> that's another story. I was born. And so, to this day, my, I, know, I know. My dad's like, I don't regret anything because you're here. And I'm like, you know, I'm cool with being here too. Some days, some days I'm like the hell I was brought, I was born in the wrong century. Like I'm way ahead of my time for this shit. But anyways. Oh my God. Oh. Um, so yeah, so. I need some water. (laughs) So yeah, they were just, they weren't supposed to get married. Like they weren't 
compatible for each other. They didn't speak the same love languages. They didn't put time or energy or effort into making their relationship work. They had expectations that weren't communicated nor agreed upon. Like it was just a lot. And like, I remember them fighting all the time in my childhood, Mm. you know? And then when I, there was like a huge traumatic incident right before I left for college. And I knew it was a downhill from then. Like I was like, Oh, it's just a matter of time. Especially with me out the house. There's, there's just y'all in the house. Like y'all got to face that shit, you know? So 35 years married and got divorced. So that duration doesn't mean anything to me. That's like a real life example. Real life example of doesn't matter how long you're together. People stay together for all sorts of reasons. It doesn't Mm. mean you should be together. doesn't mean you're happy nor nor that it's a healthy relationship. Mm. You know? So, yeah, I think, I think what both of us have touched on is that, um, the reason behind the duration is what matters Mm -hmm. because duration for duration's sake is just, yeah, it it doesn't pan out when it comes to the actual connection between the two of you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. With your parents, like, yeah, I'm sure like a lot of people thought, well, let me ask you this. Did you think things were good because they were staying together for so long? Were you like, it couldn't be that bad because they're still together? So fighting was normalized. Mm, so, ah, okay, that's yeah. and that's why I tell you, like, please be patient with me because I'm unfucking packing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an example of healthy relationship in my life, like, mm. it's, like I'm unlearning a lot of shit. <laughs> so, mm. um, so yeah, it wasn't until my sophomore year where uh, this is high school, yeah, okay, uh, of high school. Something big happened. Um, Basically, there was a huge disagreement between my parents. My mom, my my uncle was mentally ill. And my mom wanted to bring him to stay with us. Okay. Um, That's her brother. That's her reason. Like, that's her brother. Um, Her sister wasn't going to take him in. He had nowhere else to go. Like, she's going to take him in. My dad's reasoning was she had an in-home daycare. It is not wise to have someone who's mentally unstable and you don't even know why at the house. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So my dad kind of led by it's his way or the highway. I don't see that. That's where you fucked up. (laughs) So my mom went to get her brother. Oh, so she did it anyway. She did it anyway. Okay. My dad changed the locks on the house. Oh. Yeah. Cops were called, middle of the night. It was a huge, it was a huge traumatic incident for me. And that's when I was like, oh, it's not all good. <laughs> mm. Like, it's, it's nope, it's yeah, not all good. to get to that point of changing locks, and, because that's like, that's like an extreme measure. Yeah, in my, in my yeah, mind. yeah. And then my sister called me talking about why didn't I call them and tell them. Like, I'm not trying to get the fuck in this shit, I'm 16. <laughs> Tell them. To call because my sister went with my mom. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So she was like, "Why didn't you call and tell us?" Like, I didn't want to be involved. <laughs> so that that definitely impacted me and definitely showed me like, oh, it's not all good. But the thing that happened before my senior year, I was like, oh yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> like this is, yeah, this is ending. And their divorce was highly conflictual, and I was in grad school at that time. They were calling me at like three in the morning and oh. it was just like, I had to go to therapy because of it. I started having nightmares. Like there was 
it was bad. Like they are more cordial and friendly now, thankfully. And my mom is very happy in her new relationship. And I can see the fucking difference, y'all. I can see the difference in the quality of the relationship. She's been with her boyfriend for less time. And it's an entirely different relationship. It's healthier. She's happier. Mm. They speak their, the same love languages. They put time and energy into understanding each other. Like, they have similar interests. Like, it's, I'm happy for her. Like, I'm happy that she's found happiness. You know? So I'm all about the quality, all about the quality. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> all right, the next one. Next one, let's do it. All right, so piggybacking. Okay. The next one is, again, this is myths of marriage now. <laughs> right. Divorce isn't an option. Yes or no? Ooh. So do I get to go first on this one as well? Or is yeah, you get to... first on the whole thing. Oh, damn. Yeah, you won. I'll get to you later. Because you just had the story. So I feel like it ties in. Oh, okay, sure. Thanks, yeah. baby. Yes, divorce is an option. The fuck? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, divorce <laughs> is definitely an option. So again, <laughs> I'm in these groups, y'all. <laughs> and they are coming from the biblical marriage point of view, which I do not subscribe to. Okay. For several reasons, but so what is yeah? Define what the biblical, not literally, because we might not know everything. But like, what oh, is I the don't. overall sense of the biblical? You don't get divorced. Okay, that's 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 <laughs> a hard su- line summary. You don't get divorced. No, no wiggle room. Yes. So people are like, you need to stay committed. You need to work it out. Like, divorce isn't an option. Try to right, find so another way. Pray about it. All this other stuff. And I'm like, you are not qualified. To make a blanket statement about everybody's relationship. You do not know their relationship. If there is abuse, if there is infidelity, if there's a lack of trying to work on improving the relationship, you don't know. So you can't say divorce is an option for somebody else. The fuck? (laughs) Now to me, I think maybe when I was younger, I was like, I only want to get married once. And that was more so like, I want to be very intentional in choosing my life partner. Yeah. So I'm not going to put myself in a position where that's an option. Mm. Like, I'm going to be very fucking selective and take my fucking time, as I did, you know? Um, I was single for seven years, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyways. Um, but now, especially with polyamory and deconstructing marriage and understanding committed life partnership and all of that, I don't really care about divorce. Like, we aren't, like, us getting legally married isn't about our love, isn't about our commitment. It's about our finances and our business, like, our businesses. Like, it's, so, like, say, uh, some circumstances within polyamory is, like, say your partner um, is from a different country. Very likely. You know, and you need (laughs) to divorce me to get married to her just so she can, you know, become a citizen. Mm. Which happens. Um, And that was an actual example in one of the CBS documentaries about polyamory. um, That a a triad had done that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, while we got to figure out business-wise what we're doing. um, You know, like that. Can I marry her? Shit. (laughs) We don't got to be in a romantic relationship. (laughs) Um, Although, no, that still wouldn't work. Damn. Uh, advocate for multiple marriages, y'all. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's, 
yeah. Like I, I don't really care. <laughs> like as long what I made evident to to Oso is I need my wedding. That means more. Make sure I have my wedding. Okay. <laughs> she did say this. I did several times. Let us be clear. Paperwork, fine and dandy. Where my wedding? Because <laughs> that is the celebration of our love and our union, and that's what means more to me. Um. So what say you? Divorce isn't an option. You said it is. I, I think it, it, it always is an option. Whenever you remove an individual's agency from being with another individual who has independence and agency, I think you're doing a disjustice to them as those individuals. Like, mm. you have freedom of choice for that reason. And commitment is always... There's always an asterisk on commitment. Commitment is for sure conditional. Like people have this thing where it's like unconditional love and then they just say unconditional everything. Yeah, unconditional love is different than commitment, is different than the boundaries within a relationship. Totally. I can unconditionally love you from a distance, right. okay? <laughs> I can unconditionally love you and you not be my wife. That's okay. It's possible, y'all. You know? So I think that blanketed, unconditional statement gets, you know, put out there. And it confuses people when it comes to legality, yeah. the process mm-hmm. of, of the, the divorce. Mm-hmm. And then they take that to heart as if there is no option. And what happens when you take away a person's control and sense of autonomy within a, a structure is they try to gain as much control whether that's natural or unnatural within that system. Mm-hmm. So you can use the example of America is, is just that. Like if certain people in this country haven't had rights, what usually happens? It's like they rebel. They try to gain some type of control. They try to gain some sense of control mm-hmm. on their own, whether that's through productive means or unproductive means. Black Wall Street, productive means. Y'all fucked our shit up, we riot. Unproductive means, sometimes. <laughs> Y'all fuck our shit up that we were building because there was a, a system around us that didn't let us flourish. So we developed our own system, our own set of control. But in a relationship, that can be unhealthy because it's like, if I have no control over whether or not I can be in or out of the situation, I'm going to try to control everything within this relationship. So kind of to your mm-hmm. dad's example, like, mm-hmm. yo, he ain't, your brother ain't coming over here. Like, I'm in control because there's no way out of this. So I have to make sure that when I am in this, I'm safe. Versus that safety coming from a place of, no matter what happens, we'll be able to talk and communicate and it will come up to some agreement. I'm not get everything that I want, but I know I'll be at least satisfied with the overall outcome. Those are both descriptions of safety within a commitment. But one feels like, because there's no commitment, there's no way out of that commitment, that control, it seems like you have to get a bigger handle on it. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to destructive things not always but it can because most people would feel trapped aren't like okay well i'll just take a little control while i'm in this little trapped surface that i'm in no they're like oh we stuck on this island well then i want all the food (laughs) i want all the resources all the shelter everything i ain't sharing nothing i gotta make sure that i'm good Mm. i'm stuck i'm gonna be stuck here right let me make sure that i'm good everybody's serving me that's just a, a uh a bad mentality you have when going into a commitment. Um, so that's why I feel like divorce is always an option because 
Autonomy is always an option. Mm. Choice is always an mm-hmm. option. Very true. And I and I did want to address. So when I was talking about like either of us getting divorcing to marry someone else or something like that, divorce doesn't mean the end of our partnership. That's why (laughs) I enjoy committed life partnership more than I do marriage because like we're partners for life no matter what. No matter if the romantic relationship breaks down, it's like we're still professional partners, Mm -hmm. we're still parenting partners, we're still friends, like we're still partners for life. Like this, yeah. So when you fuck with somebody and you yeah, go like, lives, you, like you fuck with them, like so you don't got to. It's like oh fuck, we ain't like we we just not having it no more. Like we it's just not it's not there no more. Damn, that sucks. Oh well, let's keep you know. You know, like <laughs> and and I love I love in February of last year before COVID. <laughs> I went to see Dr. Joy so DeGruy. I know. I went to see Dr. Joy DeGruy. She had an amazing presentation. I loved it so much. I could see myself like like that's who I wanted to become. Mm. You know, it was a beautiful experience for me. And in her presentation, she was talking about how her first husband and her got divorced. And she was like, "He's still family." Like, so he's still at our events. He's with his new wife. I'm with my new husband. And, like, we're family. That's what a tribe really is. Yeah. That's what it, how it used to be. It's like, yeah, you have relation with other people amongst the village. Mm-hmm. You might commit to one person. If that does not work out, that doesn't mean that that person is dead to you. Yeah. It means that, like, okay, well, you're no longer in the romantic dynamic with me. Exactly. That's okay. It's okay, y'all. It's okay. And I think that goes back to like the prioritization or the putting on the pedestal of romantic relationships. Like yeah. if it's not that just cut everything else out cuz nothing else matters. And it's like there is more love and meaning and connection outside of romantic relationships, y'all. And it feels good. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one. Okay, what we got? Either you marry up or you settle down. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought about my explanation, but I had not thought about what I would pick. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was writing it. I was like, which one Settle up. Oh, oh, uh, settle down. <laughs> settle up. Settle up. Right? <laughs> hey. I'm cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so you either marry up or you settle down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry up, I guess. So I'm going to do devil's advocate and say settle down just because I wouldn't pick either of these. But go ahead. <laughs> I say marry up, even though I don't agree with any of this stuff. So I'll, I'll say, uh, I got organized my thoughts again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll say my thoughts again, personally, mm-hmm. what I think about these statements. <laughs> um, And then I'll break down... Uh, I guess, like, what they mean within the greater society again. So, yeah, personally for me and then in in the greater society at large. Um, So, for me, I would pick marry up because I look at, uh, if I'm being, you know, if I had to choose one, I would look at marrying as an addition to my life, as in another partner, another person within my life who I can collaborate with, who I can share experiences with. And our combined energies and 
overall vibe will create a better lived experience for me than if I would have been uh, by myself. Not saying that I wouldn't be happy by myself, but that combined experience of the life that I want to have and then co-creating that mm. allows me to I like this have concept. a better life uh, than would have been without that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, again, going back to like not being all about her, but knowing that she's an addition to my happiness in life. You know? <laughs> so, that, that's how I would uh, word it if I had to pick one. Now, in terms of a greater fucking argument when it comes to these two terms, fuck both of these terms. Yeah, that's why I was like, I want to <laughs> Right, so, first of all, the idea of settling down or settling is some bullshit. Wait, you chose Mary Up. Talk about that. I know. All right, but I, oh, I got to talk about both when it comes to... All right, well, I'm probably going to agree because I was going to say shit about settling down, but continue. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, because they're so connected. They're connected. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Settling down is some bullshit. That's <laughs> where I was left off. <laughs> it's some bullshit because the idea that you you are qualifying somebody as lower than you, like you're saying, or quantifying somebody as like lower than you on a on a scale, mm-hmm. is so backwards when it comes to thinking about a partner. You should be looking for as somebody far as who's people, com- right? People <laughs> in general, but like especially when it comes to a partner, because you should be looking at it as compatibility, mm-hmm. ver- and matching, you know, connection versus tiers and statuses. I think that's a backwards way of thinking it, of it. If you're thinking of like, if I'm with him, this puts me at a higher level or this puts me at a lower level, then I think your value set is all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> just say it like it is. <laughs> I just think it is. To be honest. Ain't no sugar coating on this so real, baby. <laughs> like your values are like, where did you what? Who who raised you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then set uh um marrying up, mm-hmm. that also deals with the same thing. It's just on the flip side. Mm-hmm. You don't view yourself as worthy, but worthy enough. But if you were to get with somebody, that would make you up to this level. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, why aren't you on that level of individual growth where you feel like you would be there? And then what makes this person so much better than you when you're quantifying whatever things that you're using to quantify this bullshit by? <laughs> what makes him so much better than you? What? Why is he on a pedestal now? And why, what do you think that would do with the dynamic within your relationship? Like, how do you think that's going to work out if somebody is so above you that you aren't really on his level and you're only marrying up? Like, do you what think, he wants with you? Right. Well, why would he want you? Does he just see you as subservient at that point then as like something that he can use and, and abuse control. and throw away when he needs to get a new one? You guys just think about those questions when it comes to the marrying up, settling down phrases mm-hmm. and concepts so that's my thought like i i don't get i reject both of those concepts altogether. <laughs> all right get so, your values together so, god damn it <laughs> so let me play this devil's advocate so okay. yeah i don't hold on with, hold on <laughs> i don't agree with either um but for the sake of argument i chose settling down um again i agree with everything you said about 
not measuring people on a scale <laughs> of worth and when it comes to you choosing partners. Um, but I think that women need to, this is highly gendered by the way, when we're saying marry yeah. up, we're usually referring to women marrying men with more financial means right. and settling down for Thank women. Yeah. That. For women marrying men who don't make as much as them. That's, to put it real, like yeah. that's there are exceptions, but yeah, like that's what we're, we we're, we're seeing and what uh -huh. like again going back based off the societal yeah. norms from these terms, it's it's applied to those dynamics exactly. most likely. Um. So yeah, I'm talking to women. Um, Talk to so ladies. think yeah to reframe how you're thinking about settling down and not reference to the money uh, a man makes in relation to you, but looking at it as checking your expectations, checking your value system, mm -hmm. checking your requirements, because some of these requirements you have, you think that because he may not meet them, it's settling down. And it's like, why are they even requirements in the first place? Mm -hmm. Like, is that necessary for a healthy and happy long-term relationship? Preach, sister. Go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Somebody in the background said. Go ahead, so, girl. That's like the only, like, settle down, meaning check your expectations, check your standards. Because, mm. again, your value system is like this. Yeah, that's the part. <laughs> that's it right there. Like. Because that's the basis of your desires and needs anyway. Because you would have calibrated that and checked yourself if you knew about your values being, being of principle. Because then you would be like, why do I want that? You would question it. You would literally be like, why do I want that? Why do I look at it that way? You would say that. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done that work, you, you these questions are probably surprising to you. <laughs> but that's a good thing. That's why we want y'all to share. Question your thinking. <laughs> huh. All right. Last one. Oh, this is it? Yeah. Dang. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, last point on the last question. Um, so that's how we feel about those concepts. Mm -hmm. The both and is we grow together. We grow each other. Yeah, We're always learning from each other. So it, it's not a matter of like, you have strengths in areas that I don't, I have strengths in areas that you don't. So like, it's, it's not a marrying up or settling down. It's like, nah, we we're here where we are and we will continue to grow individually and together. Right. If you feel that way, if that thought comes across your mind mm -hmm. with someone you're dealing with, again, you have to question yourself and why you're thinking that way. And then if you really legit feel that way, maybe you should question why you're with that person. If you feel like, yo, I'm going to have to settle for, oh, damn. Or, oh, I done got my ticket. It's like, whoa, hold on. And then, like, to address money, because, again, that's where a lot of women are concerned about. Like, I'm with him in the beginning. Yeah, this is the broke phase. Like, I see... And it's not even that broke. Yet. I see where <laughs> he's going. I see his, his work ethic, his time and commitment putting into building the infrastructure so he can be successful, so we can mm -hmm. be successful. Like, I see it. A lot of women wouldn't have chosen this. Like, and you see it with celebrities who are married long-term with black mm -hmm. women. Those women were there in the beginning when they had nothing. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, uh, that's why they chose them. Exactly, <laughs> it all matches up. Like it all makes perfect sense when you think about it. But a lot of people aren't willing to see that. And then again, because you haven't worked within yourself to recognize the qualities that 
create high value as an individual for you, you're not able to recognize that in another man who's building. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you'll be able to recognize it quick. All the things you just listed, like the consistency, the hard work, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff you just, you know, gave me words of affirmation. But, oh, and the physical touch, see? No, 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 no. Anyways, um, all those things, if you were able to recognize that, then you'd be like, oh, that brother's on his way. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to be with him. I know where he's going. Versus... Uh, I don't know. He's only doing this or that. Uh, he don't got it yet. So I'm going to just, uh-uh, he don't got it yet. That's, that's, I don't like to use her, exa- her as an example because just because she's not like a role model for me or whatever. But Michelle Obama, when she saw Barack, mm-hmm. when they first started dating, she knew what was up. She saw the potential, potential the active potential, active potential within him. Yes. Check out Smart Love with Two T's. Smart Love <laughs> with Two T's for the video Active Potential versus Past Potential. How to never waste your time dating ever again. Plug, plug, plug. Make sure you subscribe to that channel as well. We'll be building over there later on. All right. I like how you <laughs> said that. <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah, let's do it. Last question. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, shit. <laughs> or happy spouse, happy house. Oh, why you had to do this one? Too? <laughs> he didn't fell out, y'all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which one would you choose? Happy baby? spouse, happy house. For sure. Hands down. Happy spouse, happy house. All right, why why is this uh, an obsession with check out our previous episode one? Attraction 101 and New Year yes. Pick Me where we talk about entitlement of women. Yes. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. For sure. <laughs> check out those uh videos. Link below. Episodes. Episodes. What did I say? <laughs> videos. Videos. Oh, uh, well, both and Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. Check those out. But I think this obsession, oh, this obsession and concentration on all energy and focus on the woman, woman being the prize is so one toxic, yes. two unproductive mm-hmm. towards healthy, long lasting, high quality relationships. That does not work. If everything is fixated on you as the woman, why do you think the man would want to stay in that dynamic? If it's happy wife, why why do you think the rest of his life isn't included in that? Why his aren't life, you concerned about his why, happiness? Why aren't you concerned about that? It's ridiculous. You are not the vehicle towards all positive things happening within the relationship. It's not like, okay, well, she's happy. She gets all the money. She doesn't have to do any work. She gets to just... Be on vacation all all day, while the guy might be hella stressed out, might be in a financial bind, but doesn't want to show it because he wants to make her happy. Might be in an emotional bind and not be emotionally connected, but doesn't want to say it because that would make her uncomfortable about the fact that she's not showing him any attention emotionally. All these things could be happening, and you wouldn't even be aware of it because you're like, "Hey, I'm happy, so the marriage must be going well." You're not the only person in it. That's all I got to say on it. Like, if you didn't get it from that breakdown, then hey. So. Go ahead, baby. In a group. (laughs) I saw someone say. It was a woman. She said she refuses 
to allow her husband to be anything but happy. Mm. And this is a turn on the, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that's interesting. But... Oh, this is about to turn into a bad thing. (laughs) In my explanation to her, I was like, that also is not healthy. (laughs) Like, we are all human. Right. All of our feelings are valid, the good, bad, and ugly. And we have to feel them. We can't distract ourselves. We can't avoid them. We have to, at some point, feel them. And know that our emotions are our individual responsibility. Yeah. Okay? So know that first, <laughs> but also like you also has a, what was it? Seasonal affective disorder. Yes. So in the winter, when I know he's going through stuff, sometimes I'll check on like his routine to mm. make sure that he's taking care of himself. That's not something I can do. Like I can't do anything for your mood. I can't do anything for your emotions, but I can check on you to make sure that you are handling yourself. Right. Like that's something that I can do, but he still has to feel his feelings. Like he's still human. Like I can't control him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, everybody has feelings. Y'all it's true. (laughs) Men have feelings. Exactly. (laughs) And, and, And that is the overall to your point of like men have feelings like, and, and the kicker is, Women want men to have feelings now. We're outside of our teenage years where men showing emotions was weakness, even though some of y'all still left over. But now we're like, I want him to be emotional. I want him to to share his feelings with me and tell me what's going on. You know, I've noticed women want men to be emotional in the way they want, not in the way that the man is feeling his emotions. Yes. Because I think it's like a default going back to the happy wife, happy life thing where it's like, us dealing with your emotions is like a given. Like that's like, oh, we got to do that if we're with you. <laughs> it's like you it's have accepted. to. Right. It's like, oh shit. Well, oh man, she's sad, so I gotta do this. Or, oh man, you know how she gets. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna catch y'all later before you know old ladies start to acting up. You know what I mean? I'll get you know, all that. Yeah. That's so, like normal. So much so that there are jokes about yeah. it. <laughs> Some of y'all probably like, <laughs> damn, that's true. <laughs> right now on the podcast right? <laughs> but it's it's so normalized mm-hmm. meanwhile men we feel emotions very differently mm-hmm. we express them very differently but women aren't even apt to know how to deal with that how many ladies even know like how their man expresses anger in a healthy way or sadness what do they do what are the ways that they cope what are they, like none of that stuff is even asked or even questioned like, oh, damn. He's not, he's clearly not in the best of moves right now. I wonder what would help. Unless it's like the default things, like, oh, oh I'm a cook, or oh, I'm gonna have sex. Sometimes it's not that quick of a fix. Yeah, that's not the answer for everything. Trust me, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if it's something small, maybe you could get away with that. But. Again, not do every you time. even know what's going on with him to say that that right. is. A, that, that's gonna be sufficient? You know? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. I would also like to say this concept of happy wife, happy life is heteronormative as fuck. Oh, oh yeah. Go off on that. That's <laughs> clearly. Like, <laughs> if I'm in a relationship with another woman, How's uh, that gonna work? I mean, sure, it's st- the language still applies, but it ain't just on one of us. <laughs> happy wife one. What happened to wife two? 
<laughs> like, huh? Yeah. Takes two. <laughs> you know, like we're in a relationship together. We're in a partnership together. Like we should both be concerned about each other's happiness. Right. Wife number one happy. Wife number two over here balling. <laughs> How would that look? Like you'd be like, oh man, that's just an unhealthy relationship. Matter of fact, when you put it into those terms, it makes when, a lot of listen, sense. Listen, embracing my two, sexuality two just just expanded all gender norms and all things related to relationships that have been conditioned to us. Because it's like you got to start questioning shit. It's so true. When you really <laughs> think about two women, you would be like, yo, it seems like one of y'all is like happy all the time, go lucky, and then the other one. She's hella emotionally sad, and uh, like she feels like she's like can't express herself. If if you're a person looking at that, and they're in that relationship, you're like, man, I don't know if she's the right one for you. Why is that not the same when it comes to it being a guy? Why is that not thought of? <sighs> it makes so much sense when you put it in two women in a relationship. Because you're like, oh, well, on to the next. That would be one of those, like, okay, well, you got to get out of that. Well, I think with queer relationships, because it's outside of the social norm guidelines of relationships, you question everything. And you choose what you want to do moving forward. Because heteronormativity and monogamy Mm. is the default setting. You don't question things. You just fall in line with what has been the pattern of relationships in in society. Oh, this is what we do? Because everybody else do it? Okay. Versus, yeah, like you said, constructing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing what works best for us. what works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I love our partnership. Because we do that. And I don't think mm-hmm. I could have chose a male life partner who wouldn't be able to do that. Because I'm just way too non-traditional for any of these gender norm shit. Like, I no, no, no. So. And yeah. my whole thing is like, and maybe we'll talk about this at some point. Because we, we may have talked about it a little bit and touched on it. But it's like. People need to really understand like masculinity and femininity. Oh, we need a, a, a episode uh, about yeah, that. We haven't dissected. They, they, they don't understand that, and then I think that's why people get confused. Because when you break it down to that, it makes mm-hmm. everything way easier versus hyperfixation on genitalia or gender expression. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, dude, if you break it down to like, I want to be expressing myself in a more masculine way today because that's how I feel. Versus it well, being let's like, let's do it. I'm yeah, for it. We, I'm, we I'm, let's it. do a whole like, yeah. Let's do it. Then. We'll do an episode on on masculinity and femininity and breaking it down internally, externally, all Ooh, of it. Look at us getting titles together. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, because goddamn, if if these gendered ideas aren't the fucking issues within the relationships within Black America, geez. Yeah, they're not helping. I they I'll tell you that. <laughs> Damn sure ain't helping. <laughs> but all right, y'all. That is it for Myths of Marriage. Thank you for listening to It's yes. So Real. With your boy, Oso. And your girl, Rocky. We will see you on the next one. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get us yes. to 100 subscribers. Make sure to listen to the podcast. Share it with all your friends and family. Yes. And we will see you next week. Peace. And love. Always. You already know. Mwah! <laughs> <laughs>